Hallelujah, Christ is risen. The Lord is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. be with you and also with you. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, who in the Paschal mystery established the new covenant of reconciliation, grant that all who have been reborn into the fellowship of Christ's body may show forth in their lives what they profess by their faith. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen.
A reading from Acts. <coughs> the company of those who believed were of one heart and soul, and no one said that any of things which he possessed was his own, but they had everything in common. And with great power, the apostles gave their testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. The great grace was upon them. There was not a needy person among them, for as many as were possessions of lands or houses sold them and brought their proceeds of what was sold and laid it at the apostles' feet, and distribution was made to each as any had need. The word of the Lord. A reading from John. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. By his great mercy, he has given us a new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you who are being protected by the power of God through faith for salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you rejoice, though now for a little while you may have to suffer various trials, so that the genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold, which though perishable, is tested by fire, may adound to praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Without having seen him, you love him. Though you do not see, now see him, you believe in him and rejoice with an unutterable and exalted joy. As the outcome of your faith, you obtain the salvation of your souls. The word of the Lord.
Lord be with you. The Holy Gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, according to St. John. Glory Glory be to thee, Lord Christ. Christ. On the evening of that day, the first day of the week, the doors being shut where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, even so I send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. Now Thomas, one of the twelve, called the twin, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see in his hands the print of the nails, and place my finger in the mark of the nails, and place my hand in his side, I will not believe. Eight days later, his disciples were again in the house, and Thomas was with them. The doors were shut, but Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands, and put out your hand and place it in my side. Do not be faithless, but believing. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. Now, Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise be to thee, Lord Christ. Grant, O Lord, that thy word only may be spoken and thy word only may be received. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. We could cope. The world could cope with a Jesus who ultimately remains a wonderful idea inside his disciples' minds and hearts. The world cannot cope with the Jesus who comes out of the tomb, a Jesus who inaugurates God's new creation right in the middle of the old one. These words were taken from a speech of Bishop N.T. Wright, retired Anglican Bishop of Durham, England, and one of the world's leading biblical scholars. 
I've always been very taken by this particular quote of Bishop Wright's, for it speaks to truth. The world cannot cope with a Jesus that comes out of the tomb and ushers in God's new creation. One thing is for sure, no one expected the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We can look at our dear friend St. Thomas this morning and get a pretty good idea of this. Remembering, if you will, that Thomas was with Jesus for the entirety of his public ministry. That Thomas was with Jesus as a faithful and loving disciple. And this morning we see firsthand Thomas's shock, his doubt, his rationality, his unbelief. The other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see in his hands the print of the nails and place my finger in the mark of the nails and place my hand in his side, I will not believe. I will not believe. The idea that Jesus had been raised from the dead was troubling for Thomas. Insane. Even though presumably Thomas had been present for the raising of the daughter of Jairus. He had seen a young girl brought to life at the hands of Jesus. Even though Thomas was present, certainly present, for the raising of the son of the widow of Nain. While in Jesus' presence, he saw two people go from dead to alive. He saw two people brought back to life. But Thomas had serious trouble believing, refused to believe until he had physical proof. Impossible. Eight days pass and Thomas gets the proof he needs to believe that Jesus is indeed verily raised from the dead. Put your finger here and see my hands. Put out your hand, place it in my side. Do not be faithless, but be believing. And Thomas's answer, my Lord and my God. What must have been going through Thomas's mind? The fact that Jesus indeed rose from the dead forced everything, everything Thomas knew to be true on its head. It shook the foundations of everything Thomas held as true. The fact of Jesus' rising from the dead was so traumatic, Thomas had to begin all over again. Now, not only did Thomas have to begin all over again, but so did the rest of the disciples. No one expected the resurrection. If you look back to the record of the Gospels, you find event after event after event after event where the disciples are clueless as to what Jesus is all about. They are clueless as to what Jesus is about as we know him to be about. Most every time Jesus speaks of his death and resurrection, you find dumbfounded and confused disciples. For St. Peter, it is unthinkable, the resurrection. God forbid it, Lord. This shall never happen to you. Now, Peter says this when Jesus speaks of his death. Peter can't even imagine the thought that Jesus could die cannot imagine the thought that Jesus could be bested by the religious and secular rulers of that day. Now, the idea that Jesus would rise again from death is not something Peter can even imagine. It is inconceivable. Death, maybe, when he says, God forbid it, 
coming back from the dead? Never. For James and John and their overprotective mother, the idea of Jesus dying and rising to life is a mystery beyond comprehension. When Jesus speaks of his death and resurrection in their midst, the first request from dear old mom is that James and John get seats of honor and power in Jesus' presumably earthly and political kingdom. The Gospel of Mark, Mary Magdalene is the first to find the tomb empty and to see Jesus raised from the dead. And this is what happens to her when she goes and tells others. But when they heard that he was alive and had been seen by Mary, they would not believe it. After this, he appeared to two of them as they were walking in the country. And they went back and told the rest. But they did not believe them. The fact and the reality of Jesus dying and rising to life again is not even a possibility in the minds of the disciples. And so it is, eight days after the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, the apostles are all gathered together in the upper room. Thomas touches Jesus' wounds. Thomas touches Jesus, raised from the dead. Thomas cries out, my Lord and my God. His proclamation, my Lord and my God, presented, no doubt, the apostles and their mission with a unique problem. Nobody expected the resurrection. It would have been a whole lot easier and certainly safer for the apostles to continue on only remembering Jesus. Remembering Jesus the prophet. Remembering Jesus who preached the good news to the poor. Remembering Jesus who preached salvation to the oppressed. Remembering Jesus who preached release to the captives. It would have been a whole lot easier To remember and spread the message of Jesus, the great healer. Jesus, the man who gives sight to the blind. Jesus, the man who made the lame walk. Jesus, who cleansed the lepers. It would have been a whole lot safer to preach about Jesus, the worker of miracles. Jesus, who turned water into wine. Jesus, who multiplied fish and loaves. Jesus, who calmed the storms. Jesus, who even raised others from the dead. Now, people might even, might even buy into someone who preached about Jesus the just. Jesus who had compassion on little children. Jesus who welcomed outcast and sinner. Jesus, lover of all mankind. But to preach Jesus Christ risen from the dead, Jesus Christ, Son of God, who destroyed death itself, the world could not cope with this. A mere 40 days after coming to the realization that Jesus Christ had risen from the dead, that Jesus Christ had destroyed death, that Jesus Christ had ushered in God's creation in the middle of the old one, Peter preaches his first sermon. And these are the words of the Apostle Peter. This Jesus God raised up, and of that we are witnesses. This Jesus God raised up, and of that we are all witnesses. So, on the day of Pentecost, with hundreds and thousands of Jewish gathered in Jerusalem, Peter stands up in the midst of them and preaches to the masses. Now, Peter does not get nostalgic 
He does not reminisce about how swell Jesus was or how we need to follow his example. Peter stands up in the midst of thousands and thousands in a possible hostile situation and proclaims a thing that everyone knows cannot happen, that anyone in their right mind knows is impossible. This Jesus God raised up, of that we are witnesses. My brothers and sisters, with this proclamation, with this as the foundation of the gospel itself, with this as a central claim, the apostles and followers of Jesus separate themselves from what the world considers normal, from what the world considers sane. But in this separation, in this detachment from what the world considers normal and what the world considers sane, the apostles fully enter to a new reality. They fully enter the new reality of God's new creation birthed right in the middle of the old one. The apostles gain true and lasting freedom as well with Thomas's touching of our Lord, with Peter standing up and saying a thing which is not normal or sane to the world. These disciples, armed only with the conviction of conscience, are able to look at the human condition, look at human politics, look at the world itself through this new lens of God's kingdom come on earth. And they boldly and unashamedly proclaim a new and impossible reality. We, who claim the faith of Jesus Christ, have made the very same claim. This Jesus God raised up, and of that we are all witnesses. Now we make this claim not in a merely spiritual or nostalgic sense, but as something that is central and foundational to our lives, something that is central and foundational to the way we live. Jesus Christ destroyed death by physically rising from the grave. We make this claim as something that the world still finds insane. And in this claim, we too, like Peter and Thomas and the rest of the apostles in the Christian church, we are freed from the conceptions of this world. We are freed from what the world has come to expect as normal and sane. Now the challenge for us, brothers and sisters, and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is to fully live out our convictions. The challenge for us is to not pretend that we don't hold them. To not to pretend that we are normal and that we are sane by the standards of this world. The challenge for us is to stand up as our brother Peter did and proclaim Jesus Christ is risen from the dead. The challenge for us is to live lives that show forth our separation from the world. To live lives that look at the human condition, human opinion through the eyes of God, through the eyes of his kingdom, through the eyes of the resurrection, and not the eyes of man. The question we must ask ourselves and to the place we must go is to ask this. If, if, if we were as bold as Peter... What would our lives look like today? If we fully and truly lived into God's new creation on earth, what would our lives look like? 
The opportunities to do this are endless and without definition. There are plenty who know not the Lord Jesus Christ. There are plenty of situations of injustice and oppression. There is no shortage of poverty and the poor. There is no shortage of calamity to respond to. And there is, there is a great lack of prayer and holiness in our world. And it goes on and on and on. What would our lives look like if we fully and truly lived in to God's new creation on earth? Let us pray this morning, brothers and sisters, that we may have the conviction of Thomas, the boldness of Peter, and the steadfastness of the Christian church throughout these last two millennium to live openly and fully into God's new creation on earth. And let us pray that we may rid ourselves fully of what the world considers normal and sane, and that we may be able to boldly proclaim through the actions of our lives, Alleluia, Christ is risen. He is truly risen. Alleluia. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Standing, let us affirm our faith in God and in His Holy Church. We believe in one God, God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, Light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made, for us and for our salvation. He came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit, he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake, he was crucified in Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again, in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God. He will come again in glory to judge the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son, he is worshipped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe on the Holy Catholic and Apostolic Church. We acknowledge on baptism for the remission of sins. We love the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray for the church and for the world. Grant, Almighty God, that all who confess your name may be united in your truth, live together in your love, and reveal your glory in the world.
Lord, have mercy. Guide the people of this land and of all the nations in the ways of justice and peace, that we may honor one another and serve the common good. Lord, in your mercy, give us all a reverence for the earth as your own creation, that we may use its resources rightly in the service of others and to your honor and glory. Lord, in your mercy, Bless all those lives are chosen links with ours and grant that we may serve Christ in them and love one another as he loves us. Lord, in your mercy, comfort and heal all of those who suffer in body, mind, or spirit. Give them courage and hope in their trouble and bring them to the joy of your salvation. Lord, in your mercy, we commend to your mercy all who have died that your will for them may be fulfilled. And we pray that we may share with all your saints in your eternal kingdom. Lord, in your mercy. Let us pray for our own needs and those of others. For our handmaids with child, especially Heather Brown, Catherine Davis, Maggie Farrell, Karen Fitzgerald, Elizabeth Hancock, Sarah Harrison Ishii, Kim Johnson, Amanda Kennedy, Jennifer Malone, and Jody Tucker. And for those celebrating birthdays this week, especially Rick Burson, Lauren Chisholm, Pat Myers, Tim Sensing, and Reed Walters. For those celebrating anniversaries this week, especially Lee and Betty Klein and Hayward and Reed. For those who suffer in body, mind, or spirit, especially Connie Baker, Baxter, Lisa Bushelon, Forrest Boyd, Kevin Boyette, Beth Boykin, James Ray Bush, Karen Cannon, Luca Ciraldo, Mike Dermott, Bill Devers, Bill D- Ed Doherty, Sean Newbanks, Barbara Fairley, Bonnie Garner, Vicki Glenn, Buddy Graham, Abby Hedrick, Bill Hersom, Leroy Jensen, Sharon LaRochelle, Lynn Jenkins Lindsay, Mary Lou Lott, Della McAllister, Jean Miller, 
Castile Moffitt, Austin Morgan, Herbert Parsley, Carol Prevost, Jerry Luquang, Jenny Luquang, Catherine Rich, Ashley Rogers, Ray Sanderson, Diane Scott, Rural Shows, Casey Smith, Don Smith, Robert Smith, Wendy Sneed, Carolyn Ruth Stansel, Henry Temple, Joan Todd, Joyce Thames, Martha Jane Tyler, Mary Wade, Shirley Waldrop, Dan Walters, and Tom Williams. For those who suffer from chronic illnesses and for those we now name. For the protection of the men and women of our armed forces at home and abroad, especially John Asbell, Louisa Balthazar, Chase Bradshaw, John Brewer, Michael Bueller, Michael Cahill, Mark Carter, Melissa Kleckler, Stan Harris, Jay Holloway, Scott Howell, Eric Jarmillo, Walton, Walton Lucky, Bailey Lutz, Calvin Powell, R.P. Powell, Harold Russell, Michael Thomas, Joe Vinson, James Warner, Mark Waters, and Wyde Welch. And for those men and women who bravely sought and gently died for their country.
The Lord God, who has revealed in Holy Scripture what conquests faith has made both in doing and in suffering, grant us no smaller faith than that which overcometh the whole world, that Jesus thy Son is God, very God from the beginning, the first and the last, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Ghost, world without end. Amen. Amen. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Almighty God, have mercy on you, forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ, strengthen you in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Amen. Please stand. The peace of the Lord be always with you, and also with you. Sunday. Um, it's great to see, see you all here. Uh, a few announcements coming up. First of all, before I forget, uh, our EYC is meeting tonight at the home of Jan and Jean Harlow for dinner. Uh, and if you need directions to Jan and Jean Harlow's, uh, please call me on my cell phone or see Catherine after the service. Um, so again, we're meeting at Jan and Jean Harlow's for dinner tonight. Um, I don't think anything is going on pressing this week. We do have upcoming one of our uh, parish fundraisers, the uh, Coke Day in the Park, where I guess the Laurel Arts League has a day in the park. We sponsor a Coke booth uh, that's on May 5th, and we always have uh, parishioners sign up for one-hour slots to help serve the Cokes and things like that. Uh, you may do so, I think there's a sign-up sheet in the sacristy hallway, or you may do so through our email or website. Um, so, But please do sign up and help out with that. It's a lot of fun and a good way to spend uh, an hour or so with other parishioners that you might not get to talk to during your normal course of, of the week. So it's, I always enjoy it. Uh, so again, May the 5th. And then also upcoming uh, very fast is our St. John's Mayberry Ministries. This is to benefit the Episcopal Diocese of Mississippi's Honduras Medical Mission. In the back two pages of the bulletin, there's a, a nice workup or history of the Honduras Medical Mission. Uh, and this on, I think it's April 20. Eighth, uh, eighth is, is is to raise money. We are hosting that mission in 2014. Uh, it should be fun. There's uh, 
a, a professional troupe of, uh, that does a ministry out of Jackson, and they recreate or relive uh, some of the most famous and heartwarming scenes from the Andy Griffith show. So uh, call your attention to that. If you're interested in buying tickets either for the matinee or dinner theater, you may see uh, the vestry person of the day uh, at the back of the church afterwards, and uh, tickets will be on sale. So again, everyone, oh, one last thing. We had a wonderful, glorious Easter and Holy Week. Thanks to all who made that possible and to all who uh, were able to come and worship with us. God bless you all. Walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God.
All things come of thee, O Lord, and of thine own have we given thee. The holy sacrifice of this Eucharist is offered to the greater glory of God and thanksgiving for his many, many blessings upon our lives. Giving thanks especially this day for the gift of the apostles, for the grace of God which saves our souls. We offer special intentions that we may live fully into our faith, that that which we hold to be true may show forth in our lives. And to may the souls of all the faithfully departed, through the mercy of God, rest in peace. Amen. We give thanks to you, O God, for the goodness and love which you have made known to us in creation and the calling of Israel to be your people in your word spoken through the prophets and above all in the word made flesh, Jesus, your son, 
For in these last days you sent him to be incarnate from the Virgin Mary, to be the Savior and Redeemer of the world. In him you have delivered us from evil and made us worthy to stand before you. In him you have brought us out of error into truth, out of sin into righteousness, out of death into life. On the night before he died for us, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread. And when he had given thanks to you, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After supper, he took the cup of wine, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Therefore, according to his command, O Father, we remember his death, we proclaim his resurrection, we await his coming in glory, and we offer our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving to you, O Lord of all, presenting to you from your creation this bread and this wine. We pray you, gracious God, to send your Holy Spirit upon these gifts, that they may be the sacrament of the body of Christ and his blood of the new covenant. Unite us to your Son in his sacrifice, that we may be acceptable through him, being sanctified by the Holy Spirit. In the fullness of time, put all things in subjection under your Christ, and bring us to that heavenly country where, with the ever-blessed Virgin Mary, St. Peter, St. John, our patron, and all your saints, we may enter the everlasting heritage of your sons and daughters. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, the firstborn of all creation, the head of the church,
Let's pray. Almighty and ever-living God, we thank you for feeding us with the spiritual food May Almighty God, who has redeemed us and made us His children through the resurrection of His Son, our Lord, bestow upon you the riches of His blessing. May God, who through the water of baptism has raised us from sin into newness of life, make you holy and worthy to be united with Christ forever. May God, who has brought us out of the bondage to sin into true and lasting freedom in the Redeemer, bring you to your eternal inheritance. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be upon you and remain with you forever. Amen.
The Lord be with you. Alleluia, alleluia. The Mass is ended. Go in peace to love and to serve the Lord. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, alleluia.